Well, hello there. Welcome and thank you for listening to this audio. You are listening to Passion Harvest. I'm Louisa, your host, International Passion Ambassador. I'm so excited to be joining you today. Thank you for listening and making me a part of whatever you are doing now. Passion Harvest makes magic. We are inspired to do it, manifest it. Every day we aim to engage, inspire, and develop the human spirit with passion. I am so honored to have the wonderful Tanya Corona as a guest on the show today. Tanya moved from the corporate world to follow her passion and higher calling as an energetic clearing and alignment healer. Tanya brings people into alignment through higher intuitive guidance using a combination of Reiki, crystal therapy and sound therapy to help clear all that is blocking one's true path and purpose. She discusses how crystals communicate with her, seeing spirit guides, the importance of grounding, the healing power of animals and how to move through fear. This is her story and this is her passion. Tanya, thank you so much for being on Passion Harvest. We're so excited to have you on the show. Thank you, Louisa. So I'm happy to be here. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so I know you're passionate about a lot of things and you do amazing work with crystals. I'm wondering where you'd like to start about one of your many passions. Sure. So uh, the work I do, I would say it's a passion, but it's also a calling. You know, I think it's it's a calling. It's a purpose which um, does overlight, you know, the job of it. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So uh, I started doing Reiki in the year 2000. Um, My next door neighbor was a Reiki master and gave me a session. And I said, oh, my gosh, I have to learn how to do this. So Reiki, uh, I don't know, you know, what you know about Reiki, but Reiki involves an attunement, which is where uh, a Reiki master will put the symbols of Reiki into your aura, and it's like closing an electrical circuit. So after my first Reiki attunement, crystals started talking to me. So I started listening. One of the crystals said, put me in the window, and I said, huh? Uh, You want me to what? Okay. (laughs) (laughs) So I started listening, and I'd always been very energetically sensitive. I could understand animals and understand plants and always knew when people were ill or, or, you know, angry, you know, when to stay away, when to kind of go in. And um, so the Reiki just really helped amplify my sensitivities, helped, you know, me open up to those new gifts and abilities of working with stones and gemstones. And I was introduced to the Arkansas quartz crystals shortly thereafter. And I just started listening and they've taught me a lot. And I have one on my desk as we're talking. <laughs> <laughs> Wonderful. But just going back, I mean, for people that are listening, when you say the crystals talk to you, and it sounds amazing, but h- how do they talk to you? Is it a thought that comes into your head or how? how? Um, yeah, sometimes thoughts, sometimes images. Like I'll see, for example, when I'm working on an individual, um, I'll ask what crystal is best to use in uh, on this person in this area. And the crystals will show me a little picture of themselves. So, and, and then they'll say, use me. <laughs> mm. I, I mean, and sometimes I hear a voice and sometimes I just see the images. 
but they definitely will communicate if you're open to it. And, and, and I think like the gemstones and animals, they do communicate a lot in imagery. So you do amazing healing work. So if someone comes to, to see you, can just explain what, how, how you work. Sure. So I specialize in uh, energetic clearing and alignment. I work with Reiki, crystal therapy, sound therapy. Um, I do DNA, 12-strand activation. Um, I look at ancestral lineage. And I do, um, basically, I look at the person's higher self, see how they're aligned with the higher self, how all their chakras are functioning, how they're grounded, um, and and look for any blockages to all of that. And is it, I mean, it's, it sounds absolutely amazing, and it is, but is it, is it almost something that found you? Or I would say, yeah, I would say you could say it, it found me. Um, again, you know, I've always been really energetically sensitive. And um, yeah, and I, I mean, I think being attuned to Reiki was just another level of, of opening for my own energetic sensitivity. So I think too, you know, I'm, I'm psychic and I'm a medium, so I'll see people's guides, I'll see, um, you know, their higher self, um, yeah, angels, archangels, ascended masters. I work with whoever is working with the individual that I'm working with. So. Oh my gosh, there's so many oh questions I wanna ask you. <laughs> but when you, um, only because I'm quite interested in the moment when you see guides. Do, do you see them as a physical being or more like an energy? Both. Um, sometimes I'll see, uh, they, they kind of present themselves in, in different ways, depending upon who it is coming through. Um, sometimes I see in my mind's eye what they look like. Sometimes I'll just see kind of like a bright ball of, color or energy lines almost if you think of some of the paintings of Alex Gray um, where you can see uh, the nervous system and the circulatory system you know sometimes I'll just see kind of like a burst of energy that looks like a circulatory system or something like that it shows different for you know every every being yeah Amazing. And I know this hasn't always been your profession. I know when I, when I met you, which was an amazing experience, you, I think, were in the corporate world and decided this was your passion and your calling and you changed careers. Is that right? I did. You know, I studied communications and theater and film and video in college. So I, you know, I worked in technology for a long time. I worked with companies that sold professional video equipment and helped put together studios for... Um, you know, anyone who was doing video production, basically. Uh, and then I worked at Apple for a long time, um, doing third-party device qualification for Final Cut Pro and iMovie wow. until it was <laughs> time for me not to do that anymore. <laughs> so, I mean, I speak to a lot of women and, and men that, you know, obviously in the professional world and they're not happy and it's not satisfying them, but they don't see a way out from a financial point of view sure how did sure. you have the courage I guess or the lack of fear to make that jump to follow your passion or your calling well it was very scary 
to do that, to, you know, step out of the corporate world and take off the golden handcuffs. You know, and there was a lot of judgment from friends and from family members like, oh, what do you mean you're leaving to do what? <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I had saved money and I had some stock options I was able to cash in. But it really does take, you know, about three years to build a business. So, you know, my my advice would be to build your clients now. You know, there's always a way. There's always a pathway. And, and I think we get so stuck feeling fearful around, oh, my gosh, how am I going to do this? What am I going to do? How am I, how am I going to make money? You know, well, in your job right now, stash your cash. You know, save what you can. Start doing little extra things on the side, you know, and and start building that clientele, you know, before you leave your nine to five. You know, fear is such a big thing. I mean, moving through fear for a lot of people is very hard. And I mean, what? how would you describe the best way to move through fears, whatever they might be for any individual? Well, I mean, I think it's different for everyone. I, I think the most important thing is to acknowledge that it's there, you know, instead of seeing seeing it as this kind of like looming thing that's over your shoulder, we can say, oh, wait a minute, I do feel fear around this. Okay, hmm, I'm going to use this as a lesson and say, thank you. Thank you, fear, for helping shine the light on this thing I'm afraid of, you know, and whether it's beginning to stand in your power, whether it's um, holding a space to bring in love and open your heart. Uh, you know, there's there's many, you know, fear, I think, is kind of a general, uh, I don't know, overcoat for under, you know, underlying things. You know, what I see when I work on people, I see all kinds of things when I work on people. And sometimes I see where um, blockages are rooted in past lifetime. And sometimes I see where they're rooted in current lifetime. So, you know, I think really getting to the root of what the fear is. I had to deal with my own wounded child issue, you know, that, that said anytime I tried to do something to succeed, uh, someone got angry at me and yelled at me. So I was afraid to even try. And so really for me, um, doing the regressions to get to the root of that um, was very powerful and very emotional, but also very healing. So even even though you do all this incredible healing work for other people, you can work on yourself as well. Sure. Okay. Sure. And, and there's other healers that I work with as well. You know, I mean, I think we all need support as we go into this transition into this new operating system that all of humanity is moving into, you know, and, and it's okay to ask for help. You know, mm. we don't have to do this alone. Um, my other question for you was, I guess, I, obviously being from a coming from a corporate world, which was quite a while ago, but, you know, being surrounded by people in certain environments and now your whole lifestyle has changed. Do you find um, even when you're in social situations or just your ways of being or your habits have changed quite a lot since doing this work? Well, 
I, I think one of the things that's really changed is I don't try to fix everyone. <laughs> when I first started doing this work, I wanted to help everyone. And what it's important to remember is, for me, is that you can lead the horse to water, but you can't make them drink. Mm -hmm. There are people who ask for help, ask for help, ask for help, but because they're not really willing to receive it, they're not open to that. They're not open to that change. They're not open to that shift. And I realize that that's okay. You know, everybody comes to their healing in their own time, in their own way. And, I mean, I can hold the space for that. I can give someone the tools. But if they're not willing to do the work, then, you know, nothing is going to shift. Yeah. Yeah, very true. And, I, you know, I guess we have to realize we are human at the same time beings and we, we can't fix everyone. That was really said beautifully. And just, I'm just thinking about when you go out, when you're walking down the street, do you see everyone's spirit? Do you... Um, I, I don't know. What does it look like when you're walking down the street uh, or in, in a mall? Or <laughs> I can. Can you switch off? I can't see. I switch off. You know, I mean, I set my own boundaries. And I, you know, for me to look into everyone, you know, I first of all, I don't do that without permission Okay. by, by the person, sure. whether it be via distance or in person. When someone books an appointment with me, that's implied permission, right? Mm -hmm. They're coming to see me for a reason. So, um, but yeah, if someone walking down the street, um, sometimes things come to me. You, you know, if if there's something, some kind of weird energy attached to them, I might see that and be aware of it and put my boundaries up a little bit stronger. Um, you know, there's all kinds of things that that I have the capability to see. But usually I just kind of shut that out. So you control it. It's not overwhelming. Right. Yeah, I, I do know a lot of individuals who are highly empathic um, and really struggle with feeling everybody's emotions. Mm -hmm. uh, for me, I do feel that, but I have a very good boundary system and I stay very grounded. And this is just a word to the empaths out there. When you are in your body, less of other people's stuff will come in and you'll be able to tell what's yours and what's not. What I see working on especially empathic people is usually they're not grounded in their body. So grounding, grounding, grounding. And and when you say grounding, I'm just for, for listeners that how do how would one ground? How when or to connect more with the spirit guides or with their higher self, how would you recommend that they start the process of that if, if someone wants that to happen in their life or want more so, connection using the breath and bringing that down through your body through all of your chakras down through your root chakra and anchoring into the root chakra of mother earth mother gaia mm -hmm. and then bringing that earth energy up into your body and letting those two energies, your spiritual energy and the earth energy, intermingle in your heart chakra. And then send that out into your aura, into your energy field. I mean, that's my favorite way to ground. You can also sit under a tree, you know, with your back up against a tree. That's a really great way because tree roots go all the way down. And they, they connect 
with all the other trees on the continent that an individual is on. Uh, they're very sentient. And, you know, I mean, I think intention, intention, intention. When you have the intention to be anchored and be grounded and just visualize that you are, you know, standing on the ground, on the grass, barefoot, laying on the earth. Those are all really great ways to connect. Yeah, beautiful. I mean, I'm lucky enough to live near the beach. So if I feel I need that, I just go for a walk on the beach. (laughs) Yeah, that's a wonderful way with those negative ions coming in from the ocean. Yeah, it's beautiful. Um, And just a little bit more about crystals. So obviously crystals play a very important part in your life and someone looking into crystals if someone wants to buy a crystal, should they just go and choose one that they like or should they research crystals that have different properties? How- I always say that the crystal that wants to go home with you feels like it's going to jump in your hand. So if you can go to a crystal show, a crystal fair, a crystal store, and just run your hand over the different gemstones and crystals, and you'll feel you'll feel like a resonant pull. It almost feels like, the crystal that wants to go with you feels like it's going to jump in your hand. Like you can't not touch it. You have to pick it up. <laughs> so, you know, that's a good one to use. If you have a gemstone bracelet and you wear it, you wear it, you wear it, and it breaks, it means you don't need it anymore. Oh, wow. That's yeah. interesting because I had one that broke a while ago. I was a bit upset about it. <laughs> uh-huh, uh-huh. It means you've gotten what you needed to get out of it. Oh, it was a smoky quartz, actually. Uh-huh. A smoky quartz that broke a while ago. I was a bit upset, but now thank you for that. <laughs> sure, sure. I, I think um, I think too that that crystals, you know, they choose you, they resonate with you, and if you're if you have a bracelet like the smoky quartz you were wearing, um, you become that crystal. We are minerals. We are made of earth elementals, and when we sit with a gemstone. We also energetically take on the properties of that gemstone. We become the crystal. So you have that capability to be smoky quartz energy because you did sit with that for a while. Mm. And I'm just trying to, why, why do you think crystals hold so much power? Uh, well, <laughs> I, I think I think that well, I think they're sentient beings. Uh, they have the capability to broadcast energy and also to receive energy. So crystals can be encoded as well. In fact, in, in quartz, which is silicon oxide, if you look at the chemical structure of it, there's actually almost like a missing molecule um, or atom that, that energy can be inserted into. So we can program, we can program thoughts and intentions into quartz very easily. And there's all different types of colored quartz. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I don't know. I mean, I think it's Mother Earth Gaia's way of saying, hey, you know, we are one. We are one with this energy. We are all connected. And I, I don't know. I mean, I think that with intention, there's a lot that can be done with gemstones. I think people are just beginning to scratch the surface 
of the capabilities of gemstones. Amazing. And do we need to clean the crystals? Uh, well, with the Arkansas quartz, mm -hmm. if the points are four inches or longer, they have the capability to clear other stones. But yeah, I mean, Reiki can clear stones, um, salt water, uh, sea salt water. Uh, you can soak quartz in sea salt water and that will energetically clear it. You can sage stones. You can put them in a natural fiber bag and bury them in earth or bury them in sand. You can sit them in the sunlight. You can sit them in the moonlight. Those are all ways of energetically clearing the crystal. As far as the salt water goes, though, you don't want to soak any striated crystals like selenite or black tourmaline, um, kyanite, anything that looks like it has fibers in it. You don't want to soak in uh, salt water. Okay. I think I've got about four crystals and I just want to go and touch them now after our conversation. <laughs> um, oh, time flies when we're talking about passion. Is there anything else you'd like to talk about that you're passionate about and you'd like to share with us? Well, I'm always passionate about animals. I have a dog. I love my dog. I, I feel like animals are so great for our health, for our spirit, uh, because they are just unconditional love. Mm -hmm. Gorgeous. And I know you're coming to Australia this year. Yes, my um, I have family. My brother lives in Melbourne, and he and his wife just had a little baby. I'm oh, so excited. Congratulations. Thank you. <laughs> um, so, uh, yeah, I believe I will be in Melbourne in May. So if any of your listeners would like to have a session, um, well, I do distance work, so they can do that anytime via distance. But mm -hmm. if they do want to do something in person, um, contact me via my email uh, and we can set up some time. Thank you very much. All right, dearest. Thank you. Take care. Bye. Thanks. Thank you so much for joining me today. If you would like to know more, follow us on Instagram or Facebook at Passion Harvest. We would love to hear from you. Tell us how you are living your passions. Please subscribe to our podcast and share with a friend who may be inspired to develop their passion. And remember, follow, harvest and live your passion today.